Welcome to Dropping In, a podcast of storytelling and interviews with your host, Winter Olympian Mercedes Nickel. Thank you so much for dropping in today. This is series 10. Now, I've already done a series with Whistler Kids, and this is the second series with, with, with Whistler Kids. If you're not familiar with my podcast, um, I get to interview really cool people who I think are awesome and have great stories. And why am I doing a Whistler Kids series? Because Whistler just happens to bring out amazing humans, and they blossom into very cool people, not just athletes, but also business people, writers. We've had them on this podcast. It is awesome. So I'm excited to share a little bit about my beautiful community that I live in with you. Thank you for dropping in on episode 88. Let me introduce the guests that we will be dropping in with today. And yes, I said guests. There are two of them. Now, I was lucky enough to attend the 2020 Winter Olympic Winter Youth Olympic Games and as support staff for Team Canada. And it was at these games that I would say I officially met our next guests. These two girls were seven years old when I was competing at my second Winter Olympics. Yes, I did just age myself there. Now, those games sparked one of these girls' Olympic dreams as she was watching the world's best slide down the Whistler track. After taking one run down the track, she was hooked on luge, while the other guest fell in love with sliding at a summer camp in Calgary. I don't know who gets into a luge summer camp in Calgary, but that's a thing. (laughs) Now, both working their way up from provincial teams, they both made history in 2019, (laughs) which doesn't seem like that long ago. Now, on their home track in Whistler, becoming the first women <coughs> becoming the first women ever to compete in a World Cup race against men. And then a few weeks later, they teamed up to win the silver medal at the Winter Youth Olympic Games in St. Moritz, and I was lucky enough to see that. Then I got to follow their stories for qualifying for the 2022 Winter Olympic Games. Dealing with a pandemic and challenging qualifying criteria, one of them headed to represent Team Canada, and one of them missed out on the opportunity. One of them is currently pursuing a university degree, and the other is still working on her dreams to compete for Team Canada at the Olympics, all the while looking to make sport a better place for athletes as she is the national team, national luge team representative, athlete representative. Both of them loving sports. These Whistler, these are Whistler kids through and through. These daughters, friends, athletes, winter youth. Olympic medalist sliders are history makers. Let me introduce Caitlin Nash and Natalie Corliss. Hello, ladies. How are you? Hello. Hi, I'm, good. I'm good too. Guys' bio went on forever that I choked on my own spit in there. Which <laughs> <laughs> is too exciting. I was overexcited. I mean, I think back to our memories in St. Moritz, and I mean, I had a great time, and that was such a cool experience for me. But I know you guys had a completely different athlete experience. So I do want to also touch on that a little bit later. But first, are you ready to drop in? I'm ready to drop in. Absolutely. You are. Okay. We will start with the 10-question rapid fire, and they're never rapid, are they? (laughs) All right, number one, where in the world are you today, Natalie? I am in Victoria, BC. 
and Caitlin. I'm in Calgary, Alberta. Oh, neither of you are in Whistler. I didn't even know that. <laughs> if, if we did this next week, I'd be in Whistler. But... <laughs> well, that's hilarious. Okay, I love that. That's too funny. Okay. I wasn't expecting that. I didn't even ask you that in the beginning. Okay. Um, number two. All right. Because you guys are losers, this question still stands. Do you guys ski or snowboard? Yes. yes. I ski and snowboard, actually. Okay. And I, Natalie? I have – like, I ski. I haven't been in, like, two years. It just okay. – life's been busy. But All right. I, All right. I own skis and I go down the hill. <laughs> Okay, Caitlin, I'm going to ask you first, and then Natalie will have time to think about this one. Caitlin, Whistler or Blackcomb? Whistler all the way. I know. I feel like that's a bit controversial, but I grew up – I know a lot of people aren't going to know Whistler very well, but I grew up in Bayshores, and my house is, like, on the mountain, and I can ski out to my house. So that, like, was always the thing that convinced me. Oh, my listeners know I'm a a Whistler girl, so – I love it when there's another Whistler girl. All right, Natalie, what about you? I've got to disappoint. I'm I'm Blackcomb. Okay, why Blackcomb? Because that's where the parking lot is, and that's just <laughs> where we went. And so we would just drive to the parking lot and just go up that one. And then oh totally fair. It just worked totally. out. I, I can't disrespect that. I mean, we just had Broderick on the, the series, the episode before, and he's like, well, I live in White Gold. We would just bike to Blackcomb. I was like, that yeah. makes sense too. <laughs> um, all right. I want to know, Caitlin, I'll start with you. Um, growing up in Whistler, where would you hang out when you were young and where do you hang out now? Ooh, I feel like – Growing up, I spent a lot of time at the lake, specifically Alpha. They had yeah, a good little playground there, and um, my friends. They oh, yeah, Bay Shores. Yeah, and we'd ride our bikes there and stuff. So I feel like that's where I spent most of my time. And now, honestly, when I'm in Worcester, I'd say I probably spend most of my time at the Sliding Center, like legit- legitimately. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. and that is that is a pretty sweet legacy from the 2010 Olympics. It is. It's beautiful up there, and it's very like secluded and nice. So yeah, yeah. It's normally just us, which is pretty cool. I was um I was just up there a couple weeks ago, and there's a rogue grouse up there. Oh I don't know God. if you've heard about this. <laughs> is this like a thing? <laughs> I don't know. I I was up there with people, and it was like a grouse that was just like not having anything, but. He's like, this is my space. This is my territory. Oh my and I was God. like, all right, grouse. I've never seen anything like this. Well, actually, they have them on the ski hill. Like, a lot of people, like, yeah. well, the grouse will, like, come up and, like, to the skiers and be on their skis. And, like, you're kind of – I would be afraid. Are they territorial? Like, one time now I, they, they must hiking, be. And we had yeah. a grouse follow us for, like, three kilometers. It yeah, was I think really they strange. are. I don't yeah. know. We got to look into that. Um, okay, uh, Natalie – you said black home. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, hang out. Where would you hang out in Whistler? Um, well, I came to Whistler in grade eight. So I feel like yeah. I don't have the, like, the, the young portion. No, that's pretty young for most people. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. That just like wasn't that long ago, it feels like, for me. Um, fair. I don't know. I was a big um, Rainbow Park but on okay. Alta Lake because yeah, that one yeah. was close to my house. 
Okay. Um, spend a few busy summers there. There's a lot of people that go there. Nice, um, nice. And now? Right yeah. now, I, have, I haven't been to Whistler in a little while. But yeah. in the last little while in Whistler, it was definitely also the sliding center and the CSI gym. It was kind yeah. of just back and forth. I've taken Athlete. a lot of naps in the start house. You guys are just athletes through and through. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right, Natalie, are you a morning person or a night owl? I'm a morning person. Really? I I like to go to bed. I, I like to watch the sunset and then it's dark outside and you go to sleep and then the sun rises, especially in my room in Victoria. It's just like so many windows. So you can't sleep after it's light out. Right. So you don't summer, get much sleep. You don't get much sleep in the summer then because uh, <laughs> it's very bright right now, early I mean, and late. I'm pretty good at sleeping when it's light out, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's some days I'll sleep in, but yeah. then if I wake up at like 6.30 or 7, I realize how much more I can get done in the morning and I'm like, wow, this feels great. That's very true. All right, Caitlin, morning person or night owl? I am definitely a night owl. I yeah. I can get up early, but I feel like I'm more productive at night, which is kind of annoying because it's not like really ideal to be like really active during the night hours. <laughs> this is true. This is true. All right. Well, number number five, Caitlin, how do you start your day? Um, I start my day. I feel like it's different every day. Mm. Um, I don't, because of like, I'm moving around a lot and training and in in different places, I feel like it's always pretty different, but I like to eat breakfast first. That's like one of the very first things I do, I think. What do you have for breakfast? This is like such a random question, but I'm (laughs) I'm intrigued as to like what people have for breakfast. I've really been on like an oat grind lately, Um, just oats in every form. Um, I tried baked oats a couple weeks ago. They're kind of a fail. They weren't that baked, (laughs) but (laughs) that's okay. I still like overnight oats. I think that's my go-to. That's a good one. And you you have dairy. You're fine with dairy. Yeah, I eat dairy. Sometimes I put oat milk milk in my oats, but it wasn't as good. (laughs) Okay, totally fair. All right, Natalie, what's your, uh, what's your, how do you start your morning? Um... I recently just got a coffee machine, like a nice espresso machine. So I wake up and I go downstairs and I make myself a very nice latte. And then I get breakfast. (laughs) Okay. So when you guys were traveling together, obviously you were in the luge together, um, but you also did separate like single luge. If you were a morning, like waking up, together i'm assuming you guys would room together because we're because we're canadian athletes and we have no money um (laughs) so you would room together like what would your morning routine look like while you were together it was a little chaotic i feel like (laughs) yeah There, there was a lot of nights of I would go to sleep and just wait for Caitlin to turn the lights off. And oh, I'll, wait, I'll you didn't lock. have like your eye mask and head. head um. I've, I've never done the eye mask. I just, I can't. I don't like when things press on my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I need to sleep fair. very, very loose. And then in the morning, probably about 18 alarms would go off because we'd both set um, like nine of our really? own. So we would wake oh, up. Yeah. 
um, and then slowly slug out of bed. <laughs> I feel like there were lots of times where, like, with the time change and everything, Nat and I would wake up at, like, five in the morning, and there'd be, like, <laughs> nothing to do except, like, just be, like, delirious and, like, right. just do, like, random things in our room until it was time to get up. Like, I'd say we had a good time rooming together. There's some some funny videos and stuff. <laughs> We've had a lot it. of sleepovers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, that becomes, like, you guys are going to be best friends for life. Not You don't spend that much quality time. <laughs> together <laughs> without we're without, bonded by yeah. experience <laughs> definitely um okay number six you said you woke up and kind of did nothing but if you had to choose would you choose a book or would you stream like tv or something like that i personally really like to read so i'd probably choose a book i'm not Caitlin's I, a I, reader I, well Caitlin's i get bored when i watch tv <laughs> I do too. I feel like I end up multitasking. All right, Natalie, what about you? I go back and forth. I feel like when I'm really busy, I can't just sit down and read a book because I feel like I'm moving too slow. So sometimes I'll like put on a show and multitask. But recently I've been getting better, especially when I'm not doing a schoolwork. I can slow down enough to read. I generally will get through a bunch of books in the summer and then I won't read except for my giant textbooks all of winter. That sounds awful. I'll go back to reading nice books in the summer. All right. You give yourself a break from textbooks. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Any shows that you guys are watching or movies that you're like huge fans of right now? I'm watching Game of Thrones right now. I finally finally committed (laughs) to the hours and hours of it. It's pretty gruesome though. I don't know. How far in are you? Wait, Google. I would love to discuss that because um, (laughs) – When this is Natalie talking about Game of Thrones, when um, when I first started to try and watch it, the White Walkers were coming out in that first episode. And I was like, absolutely not. Shut it. I was like, "Uh, I am scared of the dark. No, thank you. I do not need these like scary. I I didn't know what was going on. I was like, absolutely not. No. Um, So you got through that first episode. (laughs) It actually, it took me two tries. I think okay. a, little, a, a few years ago, I tried to watch it and I yes. just, I, I couldn't do it. And now like I'm watching it with my boyfriend. So I have someone okay. to like hold me accountable okay. and he'll there tell me go. when the scary parts are over and then I can keep watching. Are you the one of the people that's like covering <laughs> their eyes and being like, I, but, but tell I, me what's happening. I can't look. It's just, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. show too much detail. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Okay. Game of Thrones. Natalie's on that one. Caitlin, anything in your books right now? Yeah, I'm going to flip to the other side of the spectrum and say I'm watching Ted Lasso finally. Oh, also awesome. Yeah, I have never seen it before. My mom was watching it, but I'd always try and join in in like the middle of the series. And I was like, I have no idea what's going on. But I just started watching it. I watched the first episode or um, what's season? It season yeah. in like one day. Um, Whoa, you binged it. Yeah, I binged it hard. And then after that, I've sort of been like trickling along watching them. But I like it. They're really funny. It is is pretty funny. I started watching that um, in the fall and I really, really liked it. I need to – I don't have Apple TV, so I need to like – figure it out anyway for apple tv to watch oh you 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 dove in you <laughs> did it committed hard <laughs> you're like i am hooked <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right uh, number seven i'm gonna throw this to caitlin first name one thing you've learned the hard way oh 
Um, I have learned that if you procrastinate things, it makes Mm -hmm. them worse. And I don't think that I've actually learned that. I think that I'm just like reliving it constantly and not learning from my mistakes. But I know that it's going to be bad each time. (laughs) Procrastination is a problem. It is. They both start with P. That's why. This is true. This is true. All right, Natalie, what about you? Something you've learned the hard way. Man, I don't know. Caitlin's is pretty good. I think we've been learning that one together for a while. <laughs> um, I think a more a more recent example would be um, do your homework and read your textbooks. Um, it will help. Have you have you not been doing that? procrastinating uh, yeah okay. but you know what you I guys have been hanging out too much yeah <laughs> okay School, school's yeah. going good so <laughs> I haven't quite learned from it yet but I think it would make my life easier oh my gosh you guys are the best I love it procrastination is the name of the game right now <laughs> uh number eight we're almost there but not really number eight what is uh Natalie what's your favorite sport I feel bad that I have to think about it. I know. Like, <laughs> no, no most is really cool. Yeah, I love I love luge, but I've been yeah. I've been dabbling in some others right now. I've been rock climbing a lot recently. Oh, very West Coast very of you. Fun. I really like it. I've been going outside. Okay. Um, I went to the Sunshine Coast on a climbing trip. We didn't really. Wait, climb you have air asterisks. What are the air asterisks about? We didn't really climb much. <laughs> we, we we went there to climb. We ended up just hiking up mountains instead. <laughs> But like, I have been climbing, which is, it's been really nice. I really like it. But I mean, luge always has a special place in my heart. <laughs> you don't have to say luge. No, you but can... I feel like, like I, I love it. You know, I did it for, I don't even know how long I did it for, nine years for a reason. Yeah. It's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My current okay. though, I think I'm currently rock climbing. I can have two favorites. Oh, you can have like 10 favorites. I yeah. I'm just I'm just curious like what's going on. <laughs> uh, or, and that's what life is all about. <laughs> uh, Kate, Caitlin, I dare I ask you what's your favorite sport? <laughs> I I have two favorites as well. I think okay. I think skiing is my favorite sport. If I didn't yeah. do luge, I think I want to be in some form of skiing because I grew up skiing my family was all about it whatever but um I mean yeah what about snowboarding I also (laughs) love snowboarding I didn't grow up (laughs) snowboarding but did you I didn't I grew up skiing I did ski school and then in elementary school I was already done ski school and they did like the Monday program where for some reason you don't go to school you do like ski school or whatever yeah Yeah. but I was done ski school so I did snowboard school so I've actually done both (laughs) (laughs) I like it um I I I I respect both all of your answers it's awesome (laughs) it is interesting that like I don't know. I get, we, we a summer is like very busy here, and I think I'm always drawn to summer sports. But I like that, um, Caitlin. You were like skiing. I was like, okay, you're still young. You got it. All right, number nine. We've kind of touched on this, but I'm gonna ask Natalie first: lakes or mountains? 
Oh, I don't know. How about like a mountain lake, like a nice alpine oh, lake? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, um, okay, like where have you have you done? Other, okay, I don't hike much around <laughs> Whistler. I'm like not a tourist in my own town, but um, I did do the Skywalk, um, mm-hmm. hike up to Iceberg Lake. I and actually, then, I haven't hiked much in Whistler at least recently. It's been a while. I know. I was, okay, I, was no, but you, you, I was busy. Oh no, I completely understand that. But yeah. you did just say a a, a mountain lake. So I I'm did. like, but I'm I like, went where, I, I went where? to a mountain lake in Sunshine Coast. I went up to oh, Emma Lake, and there's like a really nice hut up there, and the hut has a canoe. And oh. so we hiked up a mountain, and then we got to go in a canoe and canoe across this semi-frozen lake, and then jump into the semi-frozen lake. How did you get back in the nice canoe? Experience. How did we you? Did, how did, did you? Not, we did not jump in from the canoe. We almost okay. fell in on the canoe because there were four of us in the canoe and it was sinking. Oh my gosh. But we didn't. We made it back to shore and then we jumped in from shore. I am just picturing, <laughs> like, you know where my head just went. I was like, mm-hmm. they paddled out to the middle of the lake. They jumped, <laughs> they jumped out of the canoe and then they like tipped the canoe and couldn't get back in. They were in glacier water. <laughs> I would have no. drowned. That, that actually, it was a fear of mine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I love you guys. Uh, Caitlin, lake or mountain? I think mountains. I love lakes, cause I, yeah. especially because of where we grew up. There's lots of mountains and lakes. Mm-hmm. But I think like true and true, I am like a, a mountain girl for sure. Yeah. We don't have a bad backyard. No, we don't. <laughs> uh, all right. The last one of the rapid fire that I told you is never rapid. What is one? <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go. Caitlin, what is one core memory from your childhood in Whistler? Oh, um, one of my favorite core memories actually is one day when we were at, I was like three years old and I was at the top of Whistler Mountain with my ski school group. And it yeah. was so, so windy. And we were literally like blow it. Like the kids were blowing off the mountain. Oh my and goodness. just out of nowhere, I like I would so I would do ski school with all of my friends and, and our, our parents were all friends or whatever. And yeah. out of nowhere, our parents just like descended on the group out of like literally thin air and just like retrieved their children. And we skied <laughs> down and we went to Dusty's and it was just, it was a great day. <laughs> oh, that is like the epic memory <laughs> it is it's like genuinely one of my favorite ones because i remember the gondolas were swaying and we were scared they were like inching along as they do and we got where to did the your top. parents come from i have no idea like to this day i don't know but i just remember we got up there and i was like literally falling down like there's snow down my snowsuit and I was <laughs> crying i was like i hate skiing i'm never skiing again and then it do just you, ended with nice hot chocolate so do fun. you think that they like stalked you probably oh no they're just missing us too much (laughs) i love that my parents were like go you're good (laughs) you at the end of the day i don't know (laughs) um natalie knowing that you moved here in grade eight are do you have any like core memories from living in whistler i do kind of it was the first summer that i moved to whistler yeah and it was the first time I ever had like a bear encounter and I was biking in the Lost Lake trails and like I had never like 
been close to a bear before. Like I saw like a bear yeah. walk across the road from my car one time when I was little, but I was biking in like the Lost Lake trails with my dad and I like kind of like saw something move in the bush, but I thought my dad just took a shortcut. And two seconds later, I see my dad like stopped in the trail and he's yelling at me like, go back, go back, go back. <laughs> and he picked up my bike, threw it in the bush because there was like a cub in the middle of the trail. And like the thing that I saw was like the mama bear in the bush. And she started like growling at us because we almost- The, ba- the cub. Baby. No, oh the mom was grabbing at us because you almost ran over the baby. Yeah, yeah So I remember yeah. my dad like picked up my bike and threw it in the bush and we bushwhacked out of there and we had to go back to the bike later. <laughs> Dude. That was the first time I ever saw a bear. You got in between a mama and a cub. Yeah. It wasn't good. <laughs> That's like worst case scenario. Yeah. <laughs> I, I learned that number one quickly. rule. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> number one rule. Breaking the number one rule of living in Whistler. <laughs> we were on like like a like a switchback though. So like we had nowhere to go because they oh. had, like, blocked us into the switchback. Yeah. It was it's a funny story now. Yeah, but, now. Oh my goodness. Now. Oh my goodness, that's wild. That is growing up in Whistler. We're done the rapid fire. I have learned so much more about you ladies <laughs> that I didn't know. Um, bear encounters in Whistler. It's a real thing, people. I literally on my uh, Instagram just put up like a full reel of like bears I saw in a week. And it, my it was mom was adorable. like, my bears. mom was like, that's a lot of bears. I'm like, I know that was only in like one week. One day I saw three different bears on the golf course. It was insane. <laughs> They're really out and about since COVID. Um, ladies, I appreciate you doing the rapid fire. Kudos. <laughs> Never Thank easy, you. but always fun. Um, uh, I, I do want to get into um I know I know I wanted to touch on the Youth Olympic Games because that's really where we where we met. Um I wanna I wanna get a gauge on like what was your experience like before the Youth Olympics and like what were your thoughts going into them? I'll start with Caitlin. Okay, I'll go first. Um, Honestly, I think the lead up to the Youth Olympics was like very much a whirlwind. Like Natalie and I, only three weeks before, I had raced in the Whistler World Cup. Um, We weren't even sure initially if we were going to race in that race because we weren't sure if we were going to be ready. Um, And then we did it and we were successful and it was a great time. But I think honestly, that experience helped us not be so nervous for the Youth Olympics because we were kind of preoccupied beforehand. You got a Um, lot of coverage on that, didn't you? Totally. That was like, I had no idea that that was going to be such a big deal. Like, I think just going in, Natalie and I were like, well, I mean, we did it, we did it. Like, You broke history. You made history. (laughs) But Lucia is such a small sport that, like, I don't think we really knew how much impact that something like that would have on like the general public um but people cared and and they cared a lot and I think that was good to see for us that people that we were doing something that was cool and that people cared about and that was good for our sport and then after the youth olympics I think that sort of just even like blossomed into being like a much bigger thing I'm happy that Natalie and I were actually successful in winning winning a medal because we were filming a documentary at the time I, y'all, I'm not sure if you remember and the whole time me and Nat were like we're gonna win a medal that's why we're here and then I remember we one night we were in our room we were like what happens if we don't 
Like, <laughs> do they even post the documentary? Like, <laughs> yes, it but, becomes even crazier. Exactly, but um, but you did. You were successful. You got silver. Um, I I was thinking about what we were going to talk about, and I was like. Man, I'm pretty sure I got frostbite on my feet that day because I wanted to like explain to people in St. Moritz at this luge track. I know we're talking about Whistler Kids Series, but I thought this was the coolest thing that this is a handmade luge track and it's never the same every year. Um, And you ladies were on it. And I still can't wrap my head fully around, even though that Justin and Tristan showed me how the luge doubles works um, at the <laughs> Pyong Jane games. I'm still like, what? Why? How do you get into this? Um, yeah, I definitely at the bottom of the like finish area, it was like, is it always all ice there? Or is that just St. Moritz? Um, there's always a little bit of ice, but that's more for like bobsled. So that they can, like, pull the bobsleds off and it's just, like, there's, like, an ice patch. Like, they have one in Whistler, right. too. It's okay. just, like, somewhere so, like, the bobsleds, you don't need to lift them up. You can, like, slide them. Um, well, I ended but- up standing on said ice for hours watching you ladies. Very <laughs> proud. But when I got home, I'm like, I am pretty sure I got frostbite on my feet. <laughs> it was it was cold that week. We did not have crazy. adequate winter wear either. Like, no. the jackets that we got. No. They were like soft shell raincoats and it was like yes. minus 35. That was but, ridiculous. But <laughs> let's not forget that they were hot commodities. Everyone wanted them. I, tra- I traded with some young child. <laughs> 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 Anyways, that was like such a, a, a great experience. Did you guys enjoy your, your time there? I know it's like you're in games mode and it's very um, high stress, but did you have a good time? <laughs> I, I definitely did. It, it almost just like, not like a party I don't know it just felt like like there was just games to do and people to meet and yeah um I don't know there was just like they they put on so many activities for us and like some that you were not allowed to do yeah we weren't allowed to go curling but we were we were allowed to do um ice sculpting with chainsaws that was really fun that was was so fun (laughs) and then Mercedes has a picture of us. We all stole our ice sculptures and we brought them on yeah. the public transit so we could bring them back to the Athletes Village. It was awesome. <laughs> it was we so started awesome. a trend. It was so fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was a good time. I love that. I love that. You're not allowed to go curling, but you can have chainsaws. <laughs> <laughs> That was awesome. Um, I do want to go back to sliding and Whistler and like how – this all came about. How did you guys become a duo? Did this happen in Whistler um, or in Calgary? This It started in Whistler. So I I started sliding in Calgary and then I moved to Whistler. Yeah. And we both, we both just said singles for a little while. And then yeah. slowly like the idea of doubles started popping up. And we were already pretty good friends. And so You're like, when someone had I'll to put a team together... You. Yeah, and we're like, well, we might as well give it a shot. And I don't think we had any expectation as to where it was going to go. Yeah, yeah. We kind of just started sliding. And I think we tried a few different teams at the very beginning, but like still, Caitlin and I were just the team that worked the best. And yeah, we just kept sliding. We learned through a lot of mistakes and a lot of crashes together. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. On the world's but, fastest track. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But honestly, like, 
I feel like through all of the good times and the bad times, like there was definitely significantly more good times than there were bad times. There were definitely a few times where Natalie and I were like, well, we don't want to do this anymore. But then the next day we'd come back and it would always be better or there'd be improvement. And I feel like there was even some times where we were like, you know what, like we kind of hope this doesn't go well because like we don't want to do it. But then we always had success and we just kept, we got like regardless of anything, like we kept getting better. But I think it was just like a testament to like our foundation, like everything came back to like how organic our like relationship and our teamwork was because like we were friends. Yeah. And so it just happened so naturally. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. We always had someone else to go through the tough times with. Like when you're doing singles, it's kind of just you. Like you're in a team, but mm-hmm. it's it's your sled. When you do doubles, you like you have someone to to do it with. Like if things kind of yeah. suck sometimes, like they suck yeah. for both of you, but you can for make sure. it better together. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna ask the question that I'm sure everyone wants to know the answer to. How do you decide who's on the bottom and who's on the top? <laughs> Um, the bigger person goes on top. Okay. So, uh, if you're not, if you're just listening, uh, Caitlin is taller than Natalie. Correct me yes. if I'm wrong. Yes. That is I, quite correct. <laughs> I'm 5'10". Natalie's 5'6". Yeah. And a half. Five, and a half. Yeah. Are you really 5'6"? I think so. Shoot. I'm 5'3 on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Natalie's not super small, but I think that that's how you decide. Like normally it's the taller and the bigger person that's on the top. Okay. Sometimes people are the same height, but it's really mm-hmm. about like weight difference and like offsetting where the weight is sitting in the sled, I think is the biggest thing. Yeah. It helps like if you want to be top heavy for some reason to like balance the sled. <laughs> so I um, just don't get to see and I get crushed, but that's okay. It's like a blanket. He only gets cold and I don't have to. Oh wait, you're, <laughs> you're the smaller person's on the bottom? The smaller yeah. person is on the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> are you literally crushing her yes no kind of. <laughs> she, she, has little, she has a little seat it's, it's out of like people who are watching the video can see it's like that big what so, it's like, like this what is it bigger than a like two two cam um grapefruits cut yeah uh, it's basically that yeah. size it's, it's like a tiny seat so she sits on that so lots of her weights on that but then like her oh, back oh yeah like, down her back that. onto me um and so <laughs> she's crushing when, your when, boobs she's crushing your boobs a little bit like when we're going through like in, in corners high pressure in corners very high pressure <laughs> corners there's like how many g's is that like four g's i don't know five. a lot of five a lot of pressure <laughs> um and that's just like chest. all on me. It's really bad when I have to go pee when we're sliding. Oh and we're going through at like 130 kilometers an hour. But oh, so many things that people <laughs> don't think about, and I really respect what you guys do. <laughs> so, so wild. Oh my gosh. Okay, I wanna I wanna go back to like Whistler. And the sliding center, obviously a huge legacy, and you guys have spent so much time there. Like, Caitlin, how and why, where, when did that become? Like, I know you saw it at the Olympics, and then you're like, I want to do it. How did you go about that? Um, Honestly, I, I didn't watch Luge at the 2010 Olympics. I watched Bobsled. And oh, okay. I just think that 
after that, it was kind of like in the back of my mind. And I was really like the Olympic spirit, I feel like is really what drew me into the sport. Like Whistler was just, I feel like so alive during that time. And I was even just a kid, but I got to participate in so many events. And like, I was in the choir and sang in the closing ceremonies and all that sort of stuff. But afterwards, the year afterwards, my friends and actually one of the girls, Ember, she's still on um, the team. Her brothers were doing it and they invited me out to like a recruitment day, basically. And I took one run with my dad and I, I was like, this is a sport for me. Like I'm done everything else. Like In bobsled that- or luge? Luge, luge, yeah. Wait, you did and it with your dad or you did it separately? Separately, but I okay. went there with my dad. <laughs> I got to get clarification about that one. Okay. Yes. Yeah, okay. so I went with my dad. I did one run and I was like absolutely hooked. And I think that recruitment camp was supposed to be like a two-run day, but I did seven runs that day. And I was just like, that was 2011. And I seriously did not look back after that. Were your parents like, what did we just do? My mom has still to to this day never tried it. Like my dad's gone a few times, but my mom's like, absolutely not. I will never try it. She stands up on the end outrun where she doesn't have to watch. She looks at the screen. There's no carnage. Everything's fine. (laughs) My gosh, I love it. I I have to admit, I love both of your parents. I got to meet them in Seymour's and now I'll see them around town because it's a obviously Whistler's the coolest. Um, That is so wild to me. I mean, imagine that we didn't have the sliding center. Where do you think you'd be now, Caitlin? Um, Honestly, I feel like I'd be in another sport. Like I've always really liked skiing and I, I like ski cross. I wanted to do freestyle skiing, but my dad really wanted me to learn how to ski technically and so he wanted to put me in racing and I was just being a stubborn kid and I was like no if I'm not doing freestyle I'm not doing anything and so I went into map um but I think if I wasn't I would have probably gravitated I like going fast always so I would have gravitated towards like ski racing or something wow okay Natalie um you moved out to Whistler for this right um I actually didn't I moved okay. to Whistler because of my dad's job. Okay. He moved his company from Calgary to Squamish. Yeah. Um, and I just got really, really lucky that we moved to the only other place in Canada that had a loose track. Um, right. I don't know how we pulled that off, but we did. Um, and so, like, at the time, like, I was still kind of just on, like, the Calgary team. I guess which is technically a provincial team. Yeah. Um, I was sliding a few days a week, kind of just for fun. Like when I started it, I didn't even, I wasn't thinking Olympics or competing or like anything in that realm. When I first started luge, I was terrible. I remember the <laughs> first time I moved up a start height. Cause when you start luge, you start at the very bottom and you slowly go faster and faster. Okay. And the first time that I moved up a start height, I remember I sat at the start bawling my eyes out because I was <laughs> terrified to okay. go any faster you're really selling it yes. <laughs> that right. is recruiting people right now <laughs> natalie is also an olympian <laughs> go ahead but then i went but then i went down and it was super fun and i haven't looked back since that was like the first big barrier i feel like i overcame in the sport oh yeah that's <laughs> a huge then, mental hurdle it really was and i was 11, 10 or 11 years old oh my and- gosh so like I was young and you know what they just they pushed me down the track anyways I went and I had a great time Unbelievable. yeah I don't and then I, I moved 
to Whistler a few years later and I met Caitlin and all of our other teammates and we kind of just kept sliding and we knew like, each Kate, other before though we went from true. competitors to friends I remember Caitlin and I were strongly competitors the first time we met in Calgary she came for a oh. Canadian cup or something or Canadian champs and we were fighting for that for that medal I won oh I did not like Calgary. It was so scary. (laughs) What do you mean? Like the track was scary? It's a lot more technical. Oh, it's very different from Whistler. You can't really compare them. And now Caitlin is in Calgary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And you're used. You're used to the track now. Yeah, well, the Calgary track actually here is closed, unfortunately. Oh, is it? Um, yeah, in 2019, we had the facility shut down because we needed um, upkeep. Yeah, we needed money to redo the refrigeration. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that was a big hit on our program. Like, Calgary was where we did the majority of our recruiting and stuff. Yeah. Um, our fingers are still crossed. Like, we're still hopeful that we'll get that. The money that we need but as of right now Whistler is our only active luge facility in Canada um wouldn't it okay how do we describe the ice house to people it's okay okay I got it I got it I got it I got it it's it's it, the ice house is in Calgary and it's inside a building which hosts um a couple gyms and a couple hockey arenas mm-hmm. and in the ice house it's like this correct me if I'm wrong because I've never actually been in it but I've seen it what it looks like is like the start of a, a a bobsled track or a loose track. And that's where you guys practice your starts because that's kind of where you need the quickness. Yeah, that's totally right. So we okay. have in the ice house, there's actually three ramps. There's two loose ramps and there's one bobsled ramp. Yeah. Um, and it's a artificially refrigerated facility. So it runs off of the same stuff, ammonia, the same stuff that you would use to refrigerate an ice rink with. Yeah. And that's where we train in the summer and because the start is it's the only self self-propelled element of a luge run. So it's the only time where we can actually generate speed and, and force. Yeah. I am wondering, <clears throat> I am not the municipality, but I was like <laughs> at, at Meadow Park, which is our community rec center. Imagine in like your like best world, they could just transport that from Calgary to the other side of Meadow Park where they were potentially going to put in a second ice arena, but it's all swampland, so I don't think that they can. Imagine having the ice house here. No, it would be – that would be, like, one of the final key steps that we would need to make Whistler, like, an actual – like, a, a hub, exactly. Yeah. Like, somewhere where we could recruit and then also develop athletes. That's, like, the last key step. And then yeah. I'd be able to come home to Whistler in the summer. I know. So are you spending all summer in Calgary? Yeah, I'm here. I moved here at the beginning of June, and then I'm here till the end of September. But I've been back and forth a bit. I need need my Whistler summer, you know. Dude, I I, I feel you because I spent a lot of time in Calgary training, and um, it was in the winter. I think the summer is probably different. Like I went out. Summer's not bad. Yeah, there's like greenery, and in the winter it's just like all brown and like depressing. Literally. And I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> and cold or a chinook will come in, anyways. So if that happened in Whistler, we'd get you home, and that would be amazing. Um, ladies, anything else you want to touch on about growing up in Whistler and your times here? 
Um, I don't have anything specific to say except that it was the best. Um, I would yeah. not trade growing up in Whistler for living anywhere else in the entire world. Um, and yeah. That's yeah, Caitlin, I, Natalie. I gotta say the same. Like I lived in a lot of different places before I moved to Whistler. Yeah. And like, I think Whistler is where I really started to kind of find myself, if that makes sense. Like I yeah. got to learn how to do so many new things there. And it was really the step that um, slingshotted my Olympic career. So I know we didn't even touch on your Olympics. I mean, that was, I, I'm like, is it's, I feel like for Natalie, like made it to the Olympics. Caitlin didn't make it to the Olympics. I'm like, Oh, I'm really sorry, but congratulations. No, but it's sorry. fine. I think the like contrast between our experiences too is yeah. also what made our team so strong. Like this mm-hmm. year after Natalie's Olympic season, this season, mm-hmm. Natalie came back for two World Cup races, and in one of those races, we won a World Cup medal, like, oh, after wow. no training or anything like that. And I yeah. think that's, like, a testament to, like, just, like, oh. how those experiences and everything that we've done together, like, really made our team strong, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I left school during exam season, and... I waddled back over to the loose sled and we trained wow. for a week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you put on the freshman 15 that fast? <laughs> you waddled over? <laughs> waddled my way back to Whistler. It's cold. It's like penguin. You know? I don't know. Um, but yeah, like little training and, you know, we just have such a strong connection and a lot of history yeah. within our team. And so um, I think we probably won't lose that for a very long time. No, you guys put a lot of hard work in, and I'm excited to see what happens in the future for you both. Very, very proud of you, and I was happy to just have like a sliver of time with you um, while you guys were sliding. <laughs> it was very cool. Um, where can people find you online if they want to follow what you're up to? Uh, we'll go with Caitlin first. Okay. Um, yeah. I have an Instagram account. Um, it's just my name, Caitlin Nash, or it's Caitlin dot Nash, and Nash has two S's. It's um, okay. kind of the, I have Facebook and Twitter, but I don't use it that much. So okay. cool, <laughs> Natalie. Where can people find you? Um, on Instagram, I am Natalie underscore Corliss. I think okay. if it's not an underscore, it's a dot. Um, <laughs> and. I used to post on TikTok, especially at the Olympics. There's some pretty fun stuff on there from that. Yeah, um, you like wore all the clothes. I don't know what was happening. Yeah, were, I was having fun with the team kit. Were you in like quarantine? Is that? I, I was. That is a whole story. You might need that to have a, me on again I'll to talk about that, that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, there's got to be a reason she's putting on every outfit because I don't remember yeah. having that much time. <laughs> no, I had a lot of spare time. I was in some, okay. some I, yeah. It's okay. a long story. Next, next um, time, next time. <laughs> yeah, that's natalie.cordless if you want to find me on TikTok. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. You are amazing Whistler kids, and I'm so happy that you dropped in today. Thank you. Thanks thank for you having for us. having us, Mercedes. Thanks so much for dropping in today. You can find everything you want to know about dropping in with Mercedes at droppinginwithmercedes.com. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Thanks DJ Kenosis for the music and my mom for the intro voice.
Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com.